welcome to a special edition of the Dallas Soccer Show. I'm Dustin Nation. Well, I don't really know the best way to introduce our guest for this episode, so I'll just say this. Y'all, it's Luchi Gonzalez. I'm so excited to share this conversation with y'all. He sat down with me and we had one of the most honest, thoughtful conversations I've had given an interview so far. While most people are starting to focus on the upcoming season and getting to know what they're going to see on opening day and all of that on the field stuff, I wanted to know more about and focus more on Coach Gonzalez and how he approaches leadership as the man in charge of SC Dallas. He didn't shy away from the subject and he gave us a fantastic look into his approach to leading professional players and staff. I really enjoyed getting to know more about Luchi Gonzalez, and I hope you do too. Enjoy. All right, so you are officially listed on the website and on all the club documents as the head coach. Do you see yourself as the head coach or a manager? How would you describe yourself? Yeah, I think coach is the right word um, because I think coaching involves uh, multiple disciplines. Um, There's the actual coaching, or I like to call it coaching up, which is – putting, you know, helping and guiding people around you to uh, show their potential and reach their potential over a process. Uh, I do believe there's managing in it because there needs to be decisions that are made. Um, But it's important to get feedback, to listen um, in that process before making decisions, whether it's staff, players, people, leadership, academy, members, second team staff. So I'm really, um, it's really important to me that I listen and be the example of listening before I need, I have to make decisions, um, of a roster of a player in the scouting, um, personnel schedule in the game, in the moment, et cetera, training, et cetera. And then, um, and then, Leading, leading is is like the the other part of the job that uh, that I think is is important. That that takes you know directing, um, and, and sometimes and sometimes it's being trying to be the example, and like I said earlier, listening. So I think leading uh, has a lot of different um, components and and styles, and it's important that that we as the coach, head coach, um, learn to uh, use which style, when and when and what situation to use which style and not never be black and white. Always know that it can be 80% direct, 20% listening or vice versa. It can be, um, it can be uh, 80% very critical and, and, you know, not, not negative, but critical uh, and 20% constructive and, and very positive or 80% very constructive, but 20%, it's like, it's never, it's never black and white. You have to, you have to just read the situations and, and the moments and read your people and, uh, and, and then decide and, and act, you know, and, and you're not going to be perfect either. So I think it's also as a leader, as a coach, as a manager, 
a director, you have to also model what it is to be human being and, uh, and show vulnerability as well. So if you make a decision that didn't exactly work, take ownership of it, show accountability and, uh, and own it and, and express that and communicate that, but also communicate how you want to learn from it and improve it the next opportunity. And I think it could be anything, anything uh, that's a decision with your staff, with your players. Um, or you felt really good about your decision, but if it didn't happen in the way you would have liked, but be honest about what the factors are and how we're all involved and we're all part of the solution to, to, uh, to make it successful or not. So I think, I think that's important. And then lastly, I think communication is you know, huge in, in terms of coaching because you need to create clear and honest expectations. So be proactive with your communication, creating expectations and boundaries in the beginning, on and off the field, in terms of culture, in terms of soccer, the staffing, the players, uh, my role, our roles, and how they how they connect, and then um, and then communicating daily, whether it's in person, feedback, a text, a call, saying nothing. Sometimes you communicate a lot by saying nothing, you know, and reading the moments where you just don't need to say anything, and uh, or it's body language, you know, that um, I want to make sure I'm I'm leading in the right way in my body language. I'm not. I'm not showing a victim, victim body language. I want to show that I'm looking for solutions. I'm, I'm fighting through uh, a good, a bad moment to find solutions, or I'm staying very humble and steady in a good moment to show that, hey, there's, let's not overreact either. So I need to be steady. I need to model that. So I need to communicate with what I say, how I say it, when I say it, what I say, and how I show with my body language. Um, or, you know, or how I, what I write, what I text, what I email. And so it's all a balance. It's all a balance of all those things. And I think over that process, your goal as the coach is to do two things. Three things is number one, earn trust. And that's a daily thing. You can work 10 years to earn trust and you can lose it in a second. Absolutely. So it's a process of earning trust every day. Every day with my actions showing that I trust you, you trust me. Maybe we don't agree on something. Maybe you don't like what I'm saying or vice versa, but that it's for the right, it's for us to go in the right direction, but we're going to trust, we're going to gain, we're going to earn trust, right? And uh, so that process, if, if it's managed well and led well and communicated well, you should be earning trust. Um, so that there's a, uh, you're potentialized so that you see growth because you, you we're not, no one's perfect, you know, and we're all, we all have a, a talent. We all have an environment and I, it's important that I recognize the talent, but create and guide in an environment and create this environment where there, this talent is reaching their, its potential and talent A and talent B are maybe two different potentials, but that they're both reaching their potential for the, for the group. Um, so that we, so that they're optimized to so the, the, the project, we can, we can get to the, to the final goal, the objective. Um, and then lastly, I think is, uh, is, uh, to, I had it in my head. I don't want to say the thing that I don't want to say something that doesn't come off right, but 
you know, at the end of the day, like that, um, that we enjoy, that we enjoy what we're doing. Um, even though maybe today I heard something from an assistant that, you know, I didn't want to hear, but it was honest and it was with the, it was with, it was critical and it was with the right intention of making things better. But I have to process it with, with, uh, with respect and listening and, uh, and embracing that feeling. And so I don't come to work to not, I don't come to work to just be comfortable and expect that everything's going to be comfortable. Like I, I come to work to be out of my comfort zone, but I enjoy, I enjoy that because I know it's, these experiences are helping myself and my, and these people get better. And, you know, as long as we're putting our maximum effort and if we're not, they're going to, we're going to hear from, someone's going to tell me that I'm not and, or I'm going to tell someone else that they're not, but that we're keeping each other accountable. And through that, you know, we find joy. We find joy because we love, we love this game. We love this game. Soccer is, is the catalyst that have, that has, that's helped us all be here and pushing for FC Dallas and this family. And we all have our different roles, but soccer is what's brought us together. Um, soccer is why I worked in the club in the first place, not even at the professional level and the academy level. And so that's, that's where, uh, you know, we want to connect the human element, the, the sport of it, the play and, uh, and enjoy it and enjoy it. So I know th those are the, the things that I think about when, when I see coach, yeah, I think it should say coach. I don't want it to say anything, anything other than that. In my day job, I recently uh, became a manager, uh, got some, some direct reports underneath me. And the thing that, that I felt at first was I just, I have these people's careers in my hand. Right. And it's honestly, it's kind of scary. Do, do you still feel that, that weight on your shoulders? I, I haven't stopped to really think too much about it. I, I've, I've had the honor and privilege to lead the academy here. And you're talking about a lot of young potential. And my job is to, to, to lead these young potentials to their best, whether it's be a pro in soccer or be in college and, or be a productive person in the society. And, and that doesn't involve college, you know. But with that comes a dynamic of parent, like there's parents. And so I've had some, I've had like harder conversations with, parents than even with a, a professional player, you know, it's, it's so, it's funny because I'm managing uh, hundreds of kids and, and their environments, which are parents and extended family and siblings. And so, no, I, I, I love, I love just, uh, being there for the people that, that need advice. And it doesn't need to just be about a tactic on the field. You know, I, there's a player I was in touch with last week in college that is just torn between maybe do they still play? Do they just focus on their, on their major and their career? It's hard for them to give up soccer. What maybe they even want to consider coaching and they're just asking for life advice. And of course I have time to give to this, this uh, young man that's, that served our Academy and, and maybe won't be in our pro team one day, but he's very important to me and he's very important to uh, this community because he served it. And so I have to be there for that, for that person or this coach that I don't know very well, but you know, I ran into them and they're asking me, I've got to manage my time. I've got to make sure that, that I'm putting time in my family and, and this career. 
um, that the owners have supported me in and, and leading the the first team at the professional level as a coach. But I feel like I, I have time. I have time to to give. Sometimes I'll, I'll I'll be spread, but I always remind myself that when I was done playing, um, I was a substitute teacher, and that was during the day. And I was um, a high school coach right after the substitute teaching. And then I was a club coach in the evenings. So after the early afternoon training, I was going to doing uh, evening trainings with a youth team. And then I eventually I became like a director. So that was even more responsibility of other coaches and multiple teams and performing rosters and administrative things. It's like I had five, five jobs and... And it was hard. Like they were all so important to me. Um, and it wasn't easy to manage. Uh, it just naturally went in the direction of soccer being the biggest part of my my job. Um, but I always remind myself that because the only reason I have the opportunity to coach FC Dallas today and to have the trust from the ownership and, and the people in the Hunt, you know, the Hunt family and then and FC Dallas is because I did, I was able to have those experiences and just take steps to the next thing that I could help with, you know, and, you know, selfishly, I, I'm, I'm learning in that process. I'm, I'm being challenged. I'm stimulated. I get to coach um, some players that love the game and, and I get to help their love for the game and their, and their knowledge of the game. So I'm I'm staying connected to soccer. So for selfish reasons, it it helped. I I substitute teach not for the money. I'll tell you that it was just so I could coach that high school team, so I could have the opportunity to coach that high school team. Um, so again, I I I look back and it's very clear to me why I do this, and I and I have a, a an amazing uh, wife that has supported me when I was done playing to just do what I love, and she's shown so much belief in me and allowed me to just keep coaching and at any level. And I, I just met with a, my financial advisor and, you know, he's a really smart guy and he's just helping us organize our things with taxes. And we, you know, I have a few properties that, that I own and I rent out. I, I own a home in Miami. I have, uh, I live, we have our home here. We I have another property we rent out and just little things that have developed over time really my wife's ideas, but just little things that are going to help us have like some long-term stability. And, but at the same time, um, I'm getting, you know, advice from this financial advisor about the long-term goals. Like what, what, you know, what is the long-term goal financially in terms of career? You know, do you want to retire when you're 55? And I'm just like, what? What do you mean retire? <laughs> retire fifty five? That's so young, you know. I'm in my mind, and I didn't have. A, I I felt bad, but I didn't have. A, I don't think I had the right answer for him, you know. I just, and I was like, I don't. I don't know what you mean. Like I, I plan to coach until I physically cannot. I've planned to teach and coach until I just can't because maybe I can't. I can't speak or stand up or, you know. I know one day I can't demo but I need to get creative and still be effective at coaching because I can have assistants that can demo or players that can demo, but I need to be clear in how I explain things. So, but I don't like, that's, it was, it was funny. It was a moment that I realized, wait a second, how long, I guess this is, I can't look that far along. I have yeah. to see what's right in front of me. That's me. 
like I know planning is important. I know the long-term goals are important, but the mountains over there, there's so many, so many obstacles and steps that need to be taken to climb the mountain. I mean, we got to walk out of this room and go down. We got to, there's so many things in the way before we can climb the mountain. So I can't think about that. We don't have time to think about that. And, and that's what I want our players. And that's what I want my people to really focus on is they all have career goals. I know that we have so, so much ambition in our locker room with players and staff and, and our, and, and the, and the people I work with every day is so ambitious. They inspire me. Um, but at the same time, the only, the way that I can, uh, help them reach their goal is to make sure they're focused on the next step on, on the next being, being the best today, tonight, being ready to be the best tomorrow. And, and that's, that's, that's where I don't get, you know, I, I'm very, uh, I enjoy the process. I enjoy the day-to-day part of it. If I start to overthink, you know, you talked about how you're a manager. If you're really going to overthink the future, then your focus is wrong. Your focus is today. And just the next step, helping them, you know, helping the people around you and leading it today, tomorrow. And with that, you can go to sleep and put your head on your pillow and know that you're doing, you're doing the right thing. You mentioned a whole bunch of responsibilities <clears throat> that you've, that you've got and how sometimes you spread thin. What, have there been any responsibilities that you didn't anticipate, like talking to podcasters or on a Monday afternoon? <laughs> no, no, it's, uh, <clears throat> look, when we get to talk about, this is like therapy. We're, I'm just talking about my experience. Yeah. So as I talk about it, I'm reflecting on it and I'm, I'm, I'm thinking, is this, uh, Okay, things can be perceived by the public, but is this the right thing for our players? Is this the right thing for our people? I have to answer that question every day. I have to. So these interviews or these moments on a podcast or if I have to give a presentation, I've done some kind of TED, TED Talk style things, and which I, I never imagined. I would have never imagined myself doing that. And, and I, I get pretty, I'm pretty scatterbrained. Like I, I go from this topic to that topic and then I'll come back around. But, but I'll make sure that it's coming from the heart and the, the intention's right. Um, and I'll catch myself and I'll try to get back on, on, uh, you know, get back to the point. Uh, but it helps. This is important to me, like sitting down here, communicating with you. It's important, uh, for my process to be the best leader I can be because our players are going to have interviews. Our players are going to need to reflect on themselves and what, how they're working and they need to be honest with themselves. They need to ex- communicate it. They need to reflect on it. Different ways to do it. This is one way. This is a setting. Uh, but no, not at all. This is a, a privilege for me. Uh, the fact that you're curious and that you um, want to cover uh, or give insight to FC Dallas or Luchi Gonzalez, which is one, one piece of FC Dallas, that's fantastic. I think that's, uh, I bring it on and I, and I embrace it. So the the family mantra you've mentioned it a lot today. You miss, you've mentioned it almost every time I hear you talk about the players being family. The club is a family. Where did that originate, and like when did you start kind of putting that name to it? I think from uh, my experiences in the academy, and and you know I had uh, a great mentor that that uh, was a process of me being here with Shellis Heinemann. He was my college coach in SMU. 
and then uh, it evolved to uh, Oscar Pereja, who who was a big influence on me as well and supported me to lead the academy. And uh, people here internally, Chris Hayden, you know, all the coaches I've worked with from Josema Bassan, who, who's uh, now with Oscar in Orlando, you know, Francisco Molina, um, Victor Medina, Clement, Clement Oenchea is like a, is like a brother to me. He's, uh, uh, you know, he's coaches in the premier club. He also is a important coach in the South for FC Dallas. He lives that far too far. I, I, I think he's crazy how far he commutes, but he loves this club and he makes commitments. He's just the model human being for me. He's one of the guys that just helped me model what family was like. That was kind of my first, you know, I, 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 when I stopped playing, I was working in different clubs. I worked in Kendall, which I'm really proud. I worked at Kendall, very humble, hardworking club in, in, in South Miami, uh, in the Academy, in the USSDA. And then I got the opportunity to be here in a pro club and Kendall, those people supported me to be here. Um, but, but I got influenced. I, I'm a product of my environment. I mean, I have my natural things, my biological things, my talent or lack of, but FC Dallas helped form me into uh, the man and the husband and the coach or the director that, that I can be today. So I'm just trying to communicate what I've experienced myself. I'm just trying to give back to what is, was, has been given to me. And all I've, been, all I've experienced here is people giving to me and helping me understand the way here. And, and so I feel it's my duty to make sure I, I carry that on and I, and I influence others the same that they've influenced me. Does having that, that tight-knit connection with everybody and, you know, trying to be, you know, be there for everybody. Does it make it harder in transfer windows? Like you just had your first, well, I guess your first full one where. No, it is hard. It's not easy. I mean, there's players that are not here that I, <laughs> they're dear in my heart and they gave everything to this club. It was like Baji, Jacori, um, you know, and, and, but there's, it's professional sports and, and honestly, those are, yeah, it's hard, but at the same time, it's communication. As long as there's honest, open communication, mutual, mutually, then I'm going to care for the people and I've got their back. And this club has their back, whether they're playing on Saturday for this club or not, because they had a pathway through here and through respect and good communication and, and effort um, and learning and growth, uh, I want what's best for, for our people. Um you know, and and uh, that's the right way to do things because so much so that maybe other clubs are going to want our people. We can't help that. But we're going to work in a way here that our people want to be here. I want to, our people want to be a part of us or this family. And but it's professional sports. It's, it's you know, players are going to come and go, and and uh, and that's 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 okay. But yeah, I take pride in retention and maintaining a core and a, and a, and a base. And, but, um, but we have to be honest. We have to be honest and I have to be honest with them about, about their, the expectations and, and push them, but also su support them. And I think it's really important. It's my job to, to not let the players be comfortable, but also to be safe, you know, like to, to feel safe to know that they need to take risk, they need to try things and they're going to make mistakes because that means they're trying things. And as long as they're making effort to learn from those mistakes, it's a good process. And 
and I have to, you know, have to find that balance of keeping, holding them accountable, demanding of them, but also giving them a, a zone of safety um, so that they can, they can express themselves and they can be confident. They can be confident and in the ups and downs, in the ups and downs. So, you know, family, it's funny because uh, family is, uh, it's unconditional and, and families are it's messy. messy and families are emotional. Families are not perfect, but, um, but you got to be there. You got to be there for each other. And, you know, and is family the right word? I mean, you can probably dissect it and someone can probably definitely prove that it's not the right word. Um, but, but we want to be as close 99.999% to a family as, as possible. So if it's 99.99%, then yeah, I'm going to call it, we're going to call it family. Uh, and we're going to be there for each other and, and the ups and downs. And I know I can't be at, uh, Matt Hedges' house every day for dinner, you know, or, or be, <laughs> I'm not going to put his bed to his baby to bed. Um, or, you know, I'm not with Michael Barrios right now who's having his own baby and he's in the hospital. Right. Oh, so wow. it's like we have to we have to also give space to to our players and our people. And they have their own very private and personal, you know, family, intimate families. Um, but the extension of their families is the FC Dallas family. So it's the sure. FC Dallas family, you know. Cool. All right. Well, I don't want to take too much more of your time. But before we go, um, one thing you want fans to know about this upcoming season, if you could say one thing, what would it be? Oh, there's a lot of things, but <laughs> no, the, the, we want to maintain, uh, our identity, want to maintain who we are. Uh, and I thought we showed that last year and developing the players, seeing players like Azus, Pax, Cobra, Jesse, Reggie, Cervania, just develop whether they're 16 years old, 18 or 30 years old, developing staff that's developing staff that's developing myself, the guys that are working next to me, also coming from the academy, Vander, our physical coach, stepping into a role as first-time professional, full-time. My video guys, first-time, full-time. I'm really proud, like, let's, we want to develop. So we want to develop and equally compete, win. And I don't want ever the development to come off as sacrificing the win or sacrifice and competing. And I don't ever want winning or competing doing the, the, the same, which is sacrificing development. We, we, my job is to do both for this club. That, that's how we are in FC Dallas. So for our fans, for our people, for our community, um, want to develop w winners. We want to win a championship and develop. And I, and I don't know how else to put that, but to me, they're hand in hand. They're equally, they're equally important. I need to inhale and then I need to exhale and I need to inhale and I need to exhale. And that's how I live. And that's how I breathe. And the same with development and winning. You need to develop and you need to win and you need to develop. And I know in that there's uh there's tough losses or there's tough experiences or this or that, but, but everything we do is to win. Everything we do is to compete and they go together. All right. Thank you so much for your time. Sure. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thanks again to Luchi Gonzalez for taking time out of his very busy schedule for us. 
we're very conscious of just how much demand there is for his time. And we don't take lightly that he spent 30 minutes out of his day with us right before a trip to Florida. All right. If you like this interview, please pass the pod by telling a friend. Hit your subscribe button in your podcast app. And thanks so much for listening. You can find us online at DallasSoccerShow.com on Twitter as at Dallas Soccer Show. Thanks for listening. Cheers. Cheers.